Hey y'all, it's Breezy. Hope everybody is having a fabulous day. Um, I want to bring you something that hopefully will help you. Um, it has already started helping me and I'll go into a little more detail. So we're gonna bring you coffee and chaturangas. I love coffee every single day, sometimes twice, and chaturanga. Um, maybe not my most favorite pose, um, but it's strong and it's very detailed. Um, and there's so many different variations of it. So all of that, coffee and chaturangas, I really wanna bring you something with this video blog that maybe you can find something for yourself. It's going to be a little bit about yoga. It'll definitely be yoga infused. We won't always do yoga flows, but I really wanna to bring to the table some things that are challenging for us to talk about. Um, men, women, different ages. Uh, for me, those of y'all that might follow me on social media, the past three or four years, I have really, really started digging deep and realized that a part of my healing and a part of my therapeutic process was to speak about things. And it's often been easier for me to speak about it when I write or when I type. I don't really do a ton of journaling in a book. I used to, um, but it's one of those things where I can throw it away and I need it to stick with me a little bit more. So I started opening up, especially on social media, um, and I started to figure out with people reaching out to me that I had really struck a chord with people in different ways that um, they didn't really feel alone anymore. They maybe, they didn't feel like they were the only ones that were experiencing what they were going through. And even though we might've been going through two totally different things, it was the fact that I was honest about it and opened up. And for me, if I can get it out and somehow just expel it and let it go, that's a huge part of my healing for so many different things. Um, we all have a past. We all have a past from the day we were born, a lot believe before that. Um, you have a past from what happened from when you woke up this morning, because um, we're not in the past anymore. You're in the present, whatever time it is for you. And all of that, no matter what it is, we all have something different and that's what we bring to the table. That's what we bring to our yoga mat. And for me, yoga has been so therapeutic. I'll share with you how I got into yoga. Um, we all have a different story and this just happens to be mine. Um, my very first yoga class I took was about 1999-ish. I was working at Powerhouse Gym and um, took one of the yoga classes there. And I knew from that moment on, I can tell you, I don't remember anything we did in that class, not one thing, I have no idea. But I remember where I was in the room. I remember what I was wearing, what color my mat was. And um, I knew that I wanted more. And I don't mean physical poses, but I knew that there was something way, way more intricate than what I had just experienced because it was just a one sixteenth, one fiftieth of what I think was out there. And that's what sparked my interest. Um, I'm gonna back up just a little bit. 
when I was younger. I was very overweight. Um, didn't matter how active I was, anything like that. Um, I did love to eat, but I was really, really overweight. Um, and I, very, very overweight, I'll put it that way. Um, I got made fun of a lot in school. And uh, bullies come in all different ways. It does not have to just be a physical type of bully, which that had happened to me too. Um, emotional scars stick with you really, really forever. No matter, in my experience, no matter how much I've forgiven people, because I talk to people now that were bullies to me, um, but I, I can't not remember it. It's just a part of evolving and what happened in my life. And then by the time I was 16, my dad had his first heart attack. So I decided I was gonna go with him to, um, not to his cardiac rehab, but after that, he wanted to continue working out. So I started working out with him and I started paying attention to what I was eating. Um, I did, I lost weight, I felt really good. It went the other direction. I worked out so excessively and barely ate anything. And you can do that math equation. Um, so I just went from this person that was used to being so big that I went to someone that people were worried about me. I wasn't worried about me. I didn't see it that way. And um, so I had been on these two different spectrums. Didn't really get a grasp on anything. Went to college, um, yo-yoed a little bit in my weight, not under still not understanding what was going on. And then I found yoga, took my first class, 1999. So between that 1999-2005 period when I was practicing very inconsistently, but I was practicing, I something hit me on the inside and I thought to myself, when I get on this mat, why am I taking my care of myself here and I'm not doing any of that off the mat? Well, that makes absolute no sense um, because yoga does not mean go do a warrior two, go do a downward dog. That's just what we see because that's what we see to, to connect it to it. We need a picture, so that's what we see. Man, that picture is all on the inside. And that's a lot of times what people run from is because when that starts to kick in, that's what we run from is the truth. The really, really, really raw shit truth that we don't want to walk into. And I started paying attention to what I ate. And I realized that I had absolutely no relationship with food. I had no connection. And it wasn't a type of connection that I had, I could just, I put to the side and I had to work with that. You can't live without food. You have to learn how to live with it because it's going to be around you every single day. Um, when I leave and turn off um, this blog and I go back inside, I have to eventually walk by the kitchen because of the way our house is made. I have to make a conscious effort every single day. When I walk by there, do I open the cabinet and grab it? And I know my family sees me do that. Um, and I have to really step back sometime and think, okay, am I just doing it because of habit? Did something just happen to me and my anxiety is out the roof? And that's what I'm going to do because I am an emotional eater. I either don't do it or I eat a lot. It goes both ways. And I can't tell you when it's gonna happen. Um, so it's something that I live with and I am open about it. And 
I went through a time when I really, really abused my body. Um, I didn't really know it until I found yoga. And, you know, yoga means union. So nothing is separate. And even though if you've been in class with me, we get really, really down and dirty with anatomy and detailed alignment. And even though that's picking things up that you think are separate, they're really not. Everything works together like a community and you've got this core and it all pulls it together. And I didn't have that. Let me back, let me catch you for a minute and say, it's not that I have that now. <laughs> you know, it's not like I've reached this certain crazy enlightenment. No, I've reached a point in my journey where I'm admitting to how I was really awful to my body and to my spirit. And I didn't let my authentic self shine through because I was, I'm an introvert, but I'm still an extrovert. Some of y'all can let me know what that's really called. <laughs> Um, I like my me time, but I can be really loud and, and I like to be around the energy of people, but I like can just sit there too and do that. <laughs> but anyways, I'll get off topic real quickly. Um, very easily I do. <laughs> but I learned that, you know, if, if I'm taking care of myself so good on this mat, why in the hell am I not taking that off the mat? So that's what I started doing. And my digestion changed. Literally what I put into my body, if it didn't feel good coming out, I didn't eat it. And y'all, that's really, really hard. I mean, because um, there's all kinds of things. And I'm just talking, I'm not talking about like, you know, I can't eat cheese because I can't eat dairy. It was different things. You know, what does a piece of candy do to me? What, is, what does gum do to me? And it wasn't just, you know, how does it feel on the inside? Well, you know, I do have TMJ problems, so why am I chewing gum? You know, just things like that, very little. I, before the speakerphone came out and I talked on my phone like this constantly, well, heck, no wonder I have something going on in my shoulder half the time. So it's little things like that. You know, one of the most beautiful moments of my practice, and um, I remember it so, so well. Um, I was going through teacher training and sometime between 2005-ish time and uh, I remember learning shoulder stand off the wall. If you're not familiar with shoulder stand, it's when you're laying on your back, your head, neck, and shoulders are on the floor, and then your torso, hips, and feet line up so that your hands are on your low back and you're holding yourself in this L-shaped position. So I was learning this off the wall, and when you're in this position, your head is looking at yourself or you're looking up. I mean, you can't see anything in front of you, but you, you have to be with yourself. And I remember I had yoga pants on, a little flowy t-shirt, and my shirt started to fall down. And it just, it just overwhelmed me and hit me. I saw so much skin and so much elasticity from my whole life. Um, what I call my winter tree scene of my um, stretch marks that I have in really, really random places in my body from gaining weight so rapidly and growing when I was a kid. And I remember seeing all this hanging and for the first time, I wasn't mad. I wasn't angry at myself. There was no ill language in my mind. And I thought, oh, acceptance. This is it. And it is so possible to be at that place. 
because no matter what number I was on the scale my entire life and I tried to be at a place I thought would make me happier, I have a really good memory. I don't remember a damn thing about that day, about what I weighed, what I wore, if I felt tight in my clothes. What I felt was acceptance. And that was the beginning of a new part, a new chapter of this journey. And I knew that I really wanted to teach and I wanted to present yoga to anyone that was curious about it. Um, because my journey in it and why I started my yoga practice is so different from others. Um, I was interested in the physical part of it at first because I, that's what I thought it was, is I just added it to my exercise program. And um, like I, I was telling you, way, way, way more than that, it's an inside job. And other people will be interested in yoga for the meditation aspect. Um, a lot of times it's for therapeutics all different reasons but the one thing we all have in common is that we have the kahunas to say let's try this let's do it so anybody that walks into the studio i truly truly am honored to meet and commend them because it takes so much courage to walk up those two steps no matter if you have been there with me since the beginning of when i became the owner of the studio or if this is your first day Either way, it takes courage to do that because it's such an inside job and you learn so much about yourself that we don't always want to dig into. So I really commend you for that. I, uh, there's, you know, when yoga first started thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago, there weren't poses with the practice. Um, it was breathing, pranayama, meditation and eventually poses were introduced so i'm such a firm believer that no matter what kind of style you are interested in no matter what kind of poses or no poses or whatever sparks your curiosity run with it because that is just the beginning of what's going to leap you into an amazing journey and there's going to be things that you'll find out about yourself. Um, I always notice my habits on the mat, not just when I hold my breath, but um, you know, like I said, I got a TMJ, so when do I clench my jaw? Um, what are my habits of, you know, I usually wear a necklace. Y'all probably see me do this and reach for my necklace. That's a habit. I don't have one on. <laughs> um, the last one I wore broke. So um, I have my catch things that I do, and it's not that they're bad, but we catch on to things. What am I using as a crutch? What do I need to let go of that's preventing me from going to the next step? Not necessarily what kicks me up into a handstand or a headstand, that really doesn't matter. It's like I tell people when I'm teaching, you know, especially when you're in a forward fold, and I always instruct, you know, you can bring your hands to your legs. You don't have to touch the floor. If your fingers touch the floor in a forward fold, what happens? your fingers touch the floor, that's it. There are no fireworks, there are no sparks going off. There is not this magical enlightenment that happened because the fingers touched the floor. It's more than likely because something is being pulled in your back or your hamstrings or your knees are hyperextending, your ankles aren't feeling good. So if something doesn't feel good, don't do it. 
And we can't always 100% go with that philosophy off the mat. Um, it sounds kind of like a Hallmark card, but we can't always do that. But when you can, you have such a choice. Um, do what makes you feel good. I love teaching all kinds of practices. I love teaching hot yoga. I like to sweat. I love teaching classes to beginners and barely, barely beginners intro courses. I love that they have that spark that they want to learn more and they're starting to gain body awareness, spatial awareness. For me right now, I go through phases, whether what season it is, um, how does my body feel on the inside? What's my digestive system feeling like? Um, I kind of have a bum shoulder and knees and ankles. Those of y'all that are in class with me, things just migrate around my body. Um, and for me right now, I am love, love, loving the yin practice. And I always incorporate it. If I'm in another class by myself, t um, practicing, I throw it in at the end, or I do a whole home practice on it. So you have to f go with what feels the best for you. Um, that's what's, what's cool about it. And it's kind of like coffee. If, even if you don't like coffee and you like tea or whatever you want to drink, how do you like it? I want to know that too. I can talk a lot. So um, <laughs> I want to know how you drink your coffee. And if you practice yoga, why'd you practice yoga? What, what made you start? And if you don't want, if you haven't started yet, um, I and want to start a conversation, let me know. You see the Tweety cup? I think my mom can probably confirm or correct me on this is when I got this, but I think this was my Tweety cup when I was little, or maybe it was hers when she was little. Cause I think she has been drinking coffee since she was about nine. I know that sounds wild, but I really think she was nine. <laughs> and um, I went through phases where I did not drink coffee. And that was about a year ago. And I decided to get off coffee to see what it would do because I'm a really bad sleeper. I don't go into my full deep REM sleep and I really haven't for a few years. Um, I really haven't since my dad passed away, which was five years ago. Um, so I got off coffee for about six months and hoping that, you know, after two or three months, my sleep cycle would start to get better. And it did not change one bit and I really missed coffee. <laughs> so I started to go back to it. Um, and it, it's still the same. I have a lot, a lot of anxiety and uh, a lot of people don't see that. And they'll, I'll get questions about it when they hear me talk about it. Cause they'll say, you seem just really calm and laid back. And I am, I mean, overall, I mean, I think I am. If I get mad about something, it's usually pretty justified. <laughs> I don't just freak out over nothing. Um, although I have been known to do that, but I've gotten way better about it, I think. Uh, but yeah, anxiety, real hard for me um, at night. And um, some PTSD to that, that I live with. And those things are not predictable. I know what my triggers are, but I don't know when my triggers are coming. And there's only so much you can prevent in life. There really is. Uh, there's only so much I can live in the moment because I'm human. I try to do it. I teach it. And, you know, we have so much external stimulation going on, coupled with all the internal dialogue 
the way that we speak to ourselves, the things that pop up and we don't know why they popped up. So give yourself a break today. And a break, I don't mean, well, yeah, you can do coffee too, but I mean a break from all that negative self-talk, whatever you've been doing lately that you probably know is not really good for you. And the self-talk is hard, it's hard, man. Uh, not hurting yourself by self-talk. But I can say that once you get onto a path of positivity and what feels good, what gives you that sense of freedom and relief, you will want more of that. But in order to get to that point, there's some humps and really, really big hurdles. I did not start talking or coming clean about anything from my past and things that really bothered me because I was afraid of not really what others would think of me, but especially family that, you know, I don't want to hurt their feelings because I'm a mom now and I get that if Riley's feelings get hurt because I do something, oh my gosh, I just want to fix it. And you can't always fix it. And that the reaction happened and it happened. And just certain events in my life that have taken place, and I'll talk about it more on some other segments, um, but you know, now that I'm really kind of vocalizing and talking about things, it feels so much better. And this whole time that I was worried about really how my family would react, they're very supportive. Um, you know, my mom still comments on things where she didn't realize I remembered a lot of things because um, I was super duper young. And a lot of times, you know, I mean, it's, it's hard for them to hear. And growing up in the public eye, I had to make a decision. I decided to make that decision in my 20s. Um, I tried to run from who I am, run from my name, run from where my family comes from. And while I was running away from that and trying to do that, yes, it hurt my family, but I didn't do anything to find how I should be feeling better. All I did was put this other thing on the shelf and was like, okay, here's another part of me. Now I gotta be this too, because I'm trying not to be this over here on the shelf. And that just sucked. So once I let all that go and let that down and I thought, you know, I was created for a purpose. There is no other person like me. There is no other person like you. Um, it's like my dad used to tell me, we've got one breezer and that's it. We're not giving her back. We've got her. And that's what I find myself telling Riley now. You know, there is one Riley. She's so smart. She goes, well, actually, there's two, two Rileys. I know another one. Okay, so there's two names. <laughs> and I tell out her whole, say out her full name. And, uh, you know, there's only one you. If you want to wear your hair in a braid one day, wear your hair in a braid. Your mama has been every color of the rainbow hair. And you have to follow what ignites your soul. It's not just a meme. That shit does exist, but it is not easy. Uh, it, you, you have to go through some really, really hard stuff. And that's what I hope right now, that I can be there for you in a certain way. I'm gonna bring to you all kinds of yoga awesomeness. The guest speakers that we're about to have rock this world. I mean, absolutely wonderful. Um, some you might recognize from yoga classes and some don't do yoga, okay? 
but we are all human. And that's what brings us together. And it's pretty, pretty awesome. So if you have any suggestions, what do you want to hear? What do you want to do? Where do you want this journey to take you? Because for me, a part of my therapy and healing, I've been so vocal on writing and typing and expelling those feelings. For me, I feel like the next part is to talk out loud. That is the hardest part for me to do. Um, I talk really good with my husband. We have good open communication that way. I talk really good with my mom. I talk really good with my close friends. And you're thinking, okay, well, you already do it. There's a lot of stuff I don't talk about. And I can talk all day and teach you class because I'm, I'm, in, this, I'm in that space. I'm in that safe environment. I feel really good and I feel comfortable and confident with what I'm doing. So the next step for me about some other things to talk about is vocally. And it will probably be a few things that might make you wanna go, eh, I'm not ready for that today. I'm just going to mute it and go back. Or why is she talking about that? She doesn't need to be talking about that. That's the kind of stuff that goes on in our head no matter what. And I think if we can relate to someone and know that we are not alone, if I can at least just help one person, and that's, that's it. That's what I wanna do. I wanna bring yoga to you in a different light, not necessarily on the mat, although we'll do some things on the mat, but in a totally different light. And I wanna give you something that you can hold on to if you'd like to. And anything that you need to share with me that you think that we need to bring to the table, I would love to hear about it. It makes me so happy to converse with people and to find out what's going on. And I really wanna know how you drink your coffee. Uh, my favorite, if I'm at home, is with some stevia and some cookies and cream protein powder, okay? It tastes really like ice cream, <laughs> so good. Um, if I go to Milo's, I usually get either soy or almond milk and put some stevia in it. If I go to Starbucks, I usually get some type of um, skinny latte or caramel latte. If they made sugar-free pumpkin spice, I think I'd probably get it. Um, I know the sugar-free is not good for you. I should just go ahead and eat the regular sugar, but it don't. I'll just go ahead and admit that. I just don't. Um, sometimes I do, but on coffee, no. If I'm gonna have some sugar, I'm gonna eat it. And that's just one of my things. If I'm gonna drink it, I don't want it to be full of sugar. That's just the way I am. So um, thank you. If you have made it to the end of this first introduction of what we are going to do and hopefully bring to you, be on the lookout. There's going to be lots of coffee and chaturangas popping up, lots of them. And I think you're going to like them. I love you guys. I love y'all so much. And I appreciate you listening to the very end. So, namaste. Cheers. <laughs>